Hello and welcome back to Pharmacist Diaries, the podcast that reveals the secret lives of pharmacists, from where their journeys began, where they are now, and everything in between. I am your host, Anisha Patel, and on this week's episode, I enjoy a conversation with Joanna Kipax as part three of the Sleep Series. Joanna is a certified sleep practitioner, completing her training at Oxford University, Southampton University, and the Children's Sleep Charity in Sheffield. She trained as a registered general nurse at the Middlesex Hospital in London in 1986, and as a registered sick children's nurse at the Westminster Hospital London in 1989. Most of Joanna's career has been spent working for the NHS in London and Hereford. She is also a member of the British Sleep Society and a founder member of the British Society of Pharmacy Sleep Services. During these years, Joanna has seen the negative impact and frustration that sleep disorders such as insomnia bring to people's lives. She utilized this experience and knowledge to branch out from the NHS and develop her own practice called Why Sleep, where she provides specialist sleep health services to individuals and groups. She has supported so many clients over the years to take control of their sleep issues and improve their relationship with sleep. Even after many years of insomnia, her clients report improved sleep quantity and quality. Clients report having more energy, improved mood and concentration and no longer find themselves thinking about sleep during the day after completing the program. The tools learned bring about long-term sustainable change without the use of sleeping medication. Sleep health is an emerging field and Joanna continues to keep up to date with the new research being published, passing this information on to her clients. She is passionate about her work and finds informing and supporting her clients to make alterations that can be life-changing so rewarding. We hear all about her passion for helping people with sleep disorders and she focuses part of our conversation on specific tips for improving your sleep and why these are valuable for you. Examples include waking up at the same time of day, exposing yourself to morning light, building your sleep drive and a wind down routine. Joanna is also the founder and director of The Sleep Retreat. This is a two day luxury sleep retreat where you learn how to sleep better using practical tools, feel more energized and refreshed and enjoy a boutique hotel in the process. She is currently in the process of organizing a 2022 and 2023 retreat and details will be in her website and linked in the show notes. Subscribe to her emails on her website to hear more about specials, sales and upcoming events so you don't miss out on the opportunity to sign up for a weekend getaway. If you are interested in organizing group sleep health sessions or lunchtime workshops for your colleagues, please reach out to Joanna via her contact us form on her website or via her email, whysleep at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoy it. So welcome to the Pharmacist Diaries podcast, first of all. Um, Does everyone call you Joe and not Joanna? Um, I trade usually as Joanna, but I I call myself Joe. And for the purposes of the podcast, yeah, go for Joe. That's absolutely fine. (laughs) Perfect. Obviously, I'm creating a series of episodes which relate to sleep. So today's episode is all about you. Um, I guess my first question is, or it's not really a question, is to ask um, 
you to tell us a little bit about yourself yes of course and thank you so much for inviting me because you know it's it's such a pleasure to come and have a chat with you um so i am a nurse prescriber and a sleep practitioner um so i'm adult um i've done my adult nursing training plus my pediatric nursing training and also i'm an independent sort of nurse prescriber as well so um I stayed in the NHS for about 35 years and then that almost finished me off and I so I decided to leave and specialize in my work in sleep independently. So I've done training with Oxford University to do the CBTI course, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia course, um, and have just got completely hooked by sleep. Um, and it's just, it, once it, it catches you, the interest seems to just sort of um, hold on pretty tight. So um, yeah, all of my work now is um, completely around sleep and I see clients on a one-to-one basis for treatment for insomnia. Um, I do quite a sort of a detailed assessment and I refer on clients who have sort of sleep disorders to sleep medicine sort of colleagues. Um, and I also work corporately and just sort of do sleep workshops for companies and webinars and um, pretty much anything to do with sleep. Um, my other passion is my sleep retreat as well and uh, that that is something that i'm really excited about and would like to develop more um that is basically a two-day residential sort of weekend in a lovely hotel um and it is the whole of the um, cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia course condensed into that weekend um, and it gives um, sort of clients a time to meet with other people who've got sleep issues, which is lovely because people tend to think that it's a very, well, it's a very isolating sort of condition. Um, and just over the weekend, they sort of develop friendships and just get a lot of support from each other. Um, in addition to obviously having having some really intensive sort of support on their sleep and they learn the science of sleep they learn you know how gut health interacts with sleep they learn um, how to calm a racing mind it's just is a whole range of sort of issues that um, we cover so it's fun really fun that's amazing and as a nurse working in the NHS what was sort of your specialist areas that you you worked in yeah time. i i worked in in a variety of, spe- of sort of specialisms really but my most recent one was sort of the last 10 years of my nhs work was in mental health okay. um so it was in um child and adolescent mental health so i've done a lot of anxiety work with uh, young people um i had a year also towards the end with the youth justice team which was quite interesting and quite fun um, and yeah, and I, I was also the ADHD nurse specialist as well in in the team. So um, there was there was lots of lots of fun aspects to my work then. Interesting. And um, where did your passion for sleep kind of come from? Okay, yeah, um, good question. Yeah. <laughs> so my passion came because. Um, because I was the ADHD nurse specialist, I sort of set up a, a sort of service to, for for the team um, 
for these children and kept seeing repeatedly that you know these young people were not sleeping well and indeed pretty much every child that came through the, the the whole team had an issue with sleep and indeed you know every single mental health diagnosis has got a element of sleep disturbance associated with it so you know it, it, it is a fundamental part of mental health and you know you just sort of saw that if you could improve their sleep then their behavior started to settle um you know that their, their mental health improved and their family sort of dynamics improved and sleep was just absolutely fundamental for the whole family um you know in addition to that i think also adhd is commonly misdiagnosed with sleep apnea and that's that's what i was and that's one of my real passions hence you know the sleep apnea sort of um, my sleep apnea interest it is that young people, young children don't get sleepy, you know, when they're tired and they're not sleeping properly. They tend to get hyperactive and impulsive and lose lose focus. And so we were seeing a lot of children who had those symptoms and were just about to be given a diagnosis of ADHD. But actually, it was sleep deprivation that was causing that problem. So that's that's pretty much really where my my interest really started. That's where that I I got the bug. Yeah, and it's um it's a very common issue to be dealing with. I mean, I work as a pharmacist in pediatrics. Um I specifically have started um specializing in palliative care, um which I love. Um but being exposed to children of all ages in a, in a hospital um, and chatting to mums all day, every day on the wards, etc. Um, you do find, and as a parent myself of a four-year-old and, and kind of, you know, making friends with other mums in my network and at the school, um, it's a common theme that um, sleep issues are a, a problem for, for children. Um, and to some extent as well, parents aren't aware of the importance of sleep and how it impacts your child. Um, we've, my husband and I, when we became parents, um, blind to a lot of things, um, but <laughs> oh sleep routine. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, we, we were really strict about sleep routine. Um, we were really fortunate, um, that Liliana went to sleep, you know, the, through the night around six months, um, it, it was with a lot of training, um, but since then she's always slept 12 hours and she's four now. Of course you get odd nights, but when I've noticed her having slept 10 hours or nine hours or having been up, you know, with a nightmare or, you know, whatever problems she wakes up with in the, in the middle of the night or the lights have gone out and she's a bit, little bit scared in the dark or whatever it is, you know, her mood is completely different. Her ability to manage emotions changes. Um, her frustration levels can be erratic. Um, and it's become, you know, it's a trend that we, we can associate with how she feels and then we know that actually yeah we've had a rough night of sleep this is probably how you're going to feel and now she's four nearly five if she's had a bad night and she feels that way you know we kind of stop and say to her that 
you know, why do you think you feel this way? What's happened in the last 24 hours that can kind of help her understand what these, where these emotions and big feelings are coming from. Um, so it's, it's really interesting, obviously, to um, like meet you and see what you do as a sleep practitioner. I assume now that you're working with mainly adults in, um, in your business. Yes, I do. I do work with adults. I do occasionally see children, but most of my work is, is adults because there's a, there's a lot of support. Um, there's a lot of sleep practitioners that do d- deal with children. Um, so yes, I, I tend to sort of move on and do with adult and deal with adults. But um, I mean, you know, just coming back to, to what you just said, I mean, that, that's absolutely fantastic to to help her to realise because you know what you're teaching her is the importance of sleep for herself, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You know, because so often we use the bedroom and sleep as a punishment. You know, mm. we just right, go to your room, go to bed, that's it, off you go, you know. And it, you just think, oh, yes, it's just such a shame that missing that opportunity to get in so early and think of sleep as this absolutely foundational, golden um, opportunity to improve mm. your physical and mental health. And, uh, you know. Absolutely. It, it, absolutely. I'm with it, you there. And I just, and I love that we do value it, you know, even weekends, we're very much, um, you know, we say no to activities and social gatherings because I'm like, look, bedtime's really important for us. It is. It's, it's, you know, and when they've had a really tough week at school, they need that recovery on the weekend and not actually stay up late and, and do fun things, which she's got her whole life to have fun and she's got daytime to have fun. (laughs) Um, It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of almost reward staying up late. So if you're a really good girl, you can stay up Mm. late or you can have a, you know, sleepover, whoever invented sleepovers I have no idea but you know <laughs> they are so not sleepovers are they you know but I'm sure you'll get into the you know it's fun but you know the, the the moral of the story is is exactly as you say you know it's just valuing your sleep on an everyday basis and for families who don't have that opportunity to sleep you know you can so easily see can't you you know how it would impact your emotional health. It would impact your learning. It would impact your memory. It would impact how you, how you function. It impacts pretty much every part of your of your whole day. Um, you know, so getting sleep is is fundamentally fundamentally important. It really is absolutely. Yeah. So, well, we went to yeah. Mexico recently um, on holiday, and then we had um really bad jet lag which mm. i know exists but i've just forgotten exists because we haven't been abroad for so many years <laughs> um and on the return we had to like literally do a family reset um liliana was up till like three o'clock in the morning with the jet lag for multiple days it was terrible and she was crying because she was like i don't want to be awake and i'm awake um, you know, so we had a really hard time. So we've tried a few things over the last month in terms of recovery. Um, we've always had no screens from 5 p.m. Um, for all of us, you know, we, we, we value that. We've had no screens or phones at the table for dinner and things like that. It's, it's really important. And it's, a, it's a, a rule we all have to follow so she understands the, the value and importance of that. Um, she's not allowed TV anyways on, on weekdays or iPads. So that eliminates 
an issue, which is great. Um, and then we dim the lights in the house. We've got Alexa lights. So we, we just go on to full kind of lamp mode in the evenings. Um, her bedroom has dim lights. So whenever she enters it after her bath, it's already, um, nice and cool. We leave the windows open to cool it down. We've done dim lights. We've, we've taken it to the next level of after she has a bath, we do relaxing music and, um, yeah, we give her a little massage with her cream. Um, yeah, she's in your house. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. She loves it though. She feels like, well, we have this joke about creating a salon. So she's like, Oh, I'm entering the salon experience. And as a girl, she genuinely finds it, um, a fun, thing for me to do with her and because I do the the salon voice she gets excited so (laughs) you know you know those kind of things um have really helped her to wind down after a busy day and understanding that you need to wind down and then um we started um affirmations uh she was wetting the bed recently um out of nowhere and I couldn't figure out what it was so we started having affirmations about um I'm not going to wear the bed. Um, And also because of the issue with the jet lag, she started her own affirmations of I will sleep, I can sleep. Because when when we stayed in a hotel room with her for 11 days, she felt like she then couldn't sleep alone. Uh, and we didn't yes, think that was going to be an issue, yes, but it became an issue. Yes, um, so she kind of, she says to herself every night, I can sleep, I will sleep. I will not wet the bed. And then actually yesterday she added an extra one saying, I am happy. Um, And initially she said, I will be happy. I was like, no, no, if you're going to do an affirmation, you have to, you know, you are happy. So, you know, state it as, um, you know, in the present. So she's now added an, I am happy. Um, And all these things like have made, I feel like they've made a really big difference. Um, We're back into the flow. She's on her 12 hours, not waking up at the night, not wetting the bed, not having nightmares. Um, And I feel like they are skills for her to grow into and she'll develop her own formats for, you know, um, good sleep as she gets older. But creating that environment as a family has been amazing. Yeah. Uh, and having a bedroom as a sanctuary, having that bedroom as, as, as you know, as you say, as a salon, it's somewhere that it's, it's really, really special, just gives her the uh, gives her the message that actually, you know, the, the, the bedroom is a really, really important sort of place to, to feel safe and to feel happy and to feel relaxed and feel OK. And there's some lovely, you know, I, I make sure that all of my work is sort of very evidence based. Um, and you know there's some lovely work uh, research that suggests that gratitude and um, you know affirmations really do have a positive effect on on winding down and you know uh, and preparing yourself I mean I, I usually explain it to, to clients as a runway you know just as a plane takes off um, you, you it doesn't just sort of lift off out of the out of the sky into the sky you know it, you need this runway for sleep you need you need to prepare sleep to come and having that lovely routine where you just you know her body will know what's coming next you know if, if she's had her salon experience she will know that sleep is the next thing exactly that on the list and, and and you know and then 
bingo you know you're, you're in business so um yeah it's really really important um, and we try to do it seven days a week there are some days where we're really tired and we let go but of that's course. okay but that's that okay. is fine and actually that's really important because otherwise you if you become too legalistic with it then there is a sense of anxiety because if 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 it doesn't happen for some reason she thinks oh my goodness oh gosh you know this hasn't happened so I'm not going to sleep so you, you know, actually, you you want to hold it fairly lightly, and 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 so that it doesn't become too sort of rigid. Otherwise, you know, it can set in different a different set of problems. You know, especially when she's a bit older, and she'll think, "Oh my goodness, I haven't done got my ducks in a row." Yeah, if you've yeah. Got your ducks in a row, then oh gosh, sleep is not going to happen. Yes, it is. It is. It's fine. It's all good. So um, yeah, I just like for us, it's just trying different tactics and creating positive habits and whatever works for her, you know, happy days. If it doesn't work, we try something else. Um, We have tried some like children's meditation and things like that, but I feel like she's not quite ready or she focuses on the fact that it's on the phone. Sure. Which we, <laughs> is annoying um, because of the no screen thing. So we, we've just stopped that. And as she gets a little bit older, you know, we'll, we'll reintroduce it because we've got Absolutely. plenty of time. Absolutely. No rush. And it's all chilled and you're going to sleep. You're going to sleep every night and it's not, it's not a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess um, from your perspective as a sleep practitioner, um, what sort of um, services do you provide um, for patients who've got insomnia? Sure. Okay. So uh, my very first sort of point of call is a 90 minute assessment. So getting that, that, that's the very first thing that we do. And um, that's a very detailed appointment um, because sleep uh, covers such a wide range of, of sort of areas in our life. And it's really important to get the underlying cause of that issue you know, identified properly. Quite often people come and they sort of say, well, I've tried everything, nothing works. And you just think, well, if if you're treating the wrong thing, it's not going to work. And so, you know, identifying if they have a sleep disorder, um, if they've got sleep apnea, if they've got, you know, a whole whole range of the 81 sleep disorders that you can can pick, then that is, that's really, really key. Um, and if that's if if I think that that is the case, then often I will refer on, as I say, to to my other colleagues. Um, so we you know we we start that assessment and then pick out those sort of underlying problems, and then it, if it's a, a sort of a, a treatable insomnia, then I would offer them a course of cognitive behavioural therapy for insomnia, um, and that can be sort of five anything between four and sort of six sessions really. Um, and um, just to, um, you know, help them shift it and move it on and give them some skills and techniques to, to use in the future. So um, th- that's usually usually sort of um, the way my service works. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's all good. And I assume you've been doing a lot of that remotely, um, obviously, over the last couple of years. How, how has that been? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, I didn't used to work remotely at all. I used to just do Mm. all face to face. So it's quite a new thing. Um, Being an old, an oldie, I have to say, I much prefer face to face, but you know, I'm getting used to it and it's, it can be really, really helpful, obviously for, for people who are nowhere near 
um, me in Herefordshire. So it, you know, it, it, it can be really, really sort of beneficial. And, you know, if we, if we didn't do it, then, you know, the, we wouldn't be having a conversation now. So, you know, it, it, it does open up our worlds hugely, hugely. So yeah, I'm beginning to sort of really start to enjoy it a bit more. So which is good. Nice. Um, and how did you, um, get involved with the British Society of um, Pharmacy Sleep Services. Yes, yeah. Well, <clears throat> this is this is through um, the invitation of Adrian, Adrian Zaka, who, who invited me to, um, you know, we, we sort of um, linked in um, on, on LinkedIn and so connected and um, he, uh, he sort of approached me and just sort of sounded the idea and said, what do you think? And, you know, I just sort of thought it was absolutely fantastic idea, really, because it, it's just it opens the, the the world of sleep services to um, to, to the whole community, really. Very, very sort of in their first point of contact, which is, you know, you as a pharmacist and, and, and that's you know you are golden professionals to to deliver this sort of thing and identify and refer on so it was it just seemed such a such an obvious and sort of sensible and you know really great idea so um yeah i joined joined their little team and over the year or so that we've been meeting we've we've sort of it's slowly sort of coming together but um it, it's it's a it's an exciting project to be part of it really is Oh, amazing. Um, and then kind of lastly, I mean, pharmacy professionals in general, um, you know, like like nurses, we do shift work, we're working in hospitals, long hours, uh, limited breaks at work, especially in community pharmacy. It's not like you have um, a lunch break sometimes because customers are kind of constantly walking through the door um i feel like stress levels are are high as well because of the pandemic and the lack of resources and i think there's a lot of people um who i work with who who do have sleep issues um i guess my question is that for the people listening who are mainly pharmacists and pharmacy students and students we know love to stay up late um to study and cram for overnight exams and things like that um what kind of advice can you give to support their um sleep patterns and improve um insomnia in their lives if they're experiencing it sure okay so you know sleep likes routine that's 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 what the first thing not, not a sort of a, a, a as we said before not a sort of a legalistic type of routine but basically the, the 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 fundamentals are to try and wake at the same time every day now that might be sometimes what happens is if you have you, you know say you're working full time you you and certainly if you're doing shifts it's even harder but if you're working full-time say for example you you wake at I don't know six seven in the morning um and you'd have a really really busy day it would be difficult to wind down and then at the weekends you think oh I'm just going to catch up on a little bit of sleep and actually have a lion over the weekend what that actually does is shifts the whole of your circadian system <clears throat> out of sync 
and actually can compound the problem. So generally speaking, that the, the advice is to try and avoid more than an hour, you know, difference in waking. So just try and wake at the same time, anchor your wake time. The next thing is to get exposed to the morning light. That is actually really, really key. And again, that can be quite difficult if you're, you, you know, say, for example, you've got children to get to school, you all hop in the car, you rush to work, you go in straight inside, you actually don't get much natural morning light. So often what I would recommend in those sort of circumstances is getting a daylight lamp and using a daylight lamp 20, 30 minutes in the morning or just when you're getting ready to, to, to go out for the day and expose yourself to morning light because that will set your body clock and it switches off your sleep hormone, your melatonin, and <clears throat> makes you feel more alert and makes you feel sort of more, more active. Um, the next thing from that is to build your sleep drive. Now, this, this is, I, I mean, the way that I, I sort of explain it to clients is if you imagine a balloon, um, first thing in the morning, you've got a deflated balloon, and everything that you do throughout the day goes to inflate your balloon until it's absolutely completely bursting. Now, when you're working in a sort of situation like a pharmacy, you are really, really busy, but you're not actually physically very active. Would that be fair, do you think? Is that is that a fair comment or do you think that's... Yeah, the- in, in community pharmacy, obviously, because the pharmacy is relatively small, um, you don't have very far to go to um, so and and you are usually the dispensary area is at the back of the pharmacies there's very limited natural light coming through um, in hospitals um, you are usually running around quite a lot more but um, when it comes to natural light we are usually in the lower ground floor so we're in a dungeon so we get zero light during the day so you have to you have to get out And that is actually really, really key. And you may want to just actually introduce a daylight lap into your work area. You know, that will be incredibly helpful for everybody working in that environment to to help their sleep. Because, you know, because exactly what you've just said, you know, you you are away from natural light. And this idea that, you know, that the working area on the whole is, is actually quite sort of, you know, you're not physically exhausting yourselves too much I wouldn't imagine (coughs) and so just making sure that you know you build your sleep drive you build this blow up this balloon just by doing some either some some small exercises trying to get exercise even if you if you're not able to you know some people like the gym some people don't you know it, it varies but everybody can just do tiny little sort of um exercises with on the spot with no no equipment needed you know just on the you know jumping on the spot just 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 literally move and and build your sleep drive and that will really help to improve the quality of sleep overnight so that you are physically tired your body actually needs sleep you know um the other thing too is winding down Winding down is just really, really key to um, good quality sleep. Basically, you know, it, it's I liken it to to a runway, um, and it's really important to for a, a, 
an airplane when it's taking off is just to sort of taxi along um, the runway and let's gently lift off. So sleep is just exactly the same. So winding down is really, really key. So it, it just switching off the, the mind before the body, really. It, it's just, you know, allowing time to think through your problems, think through, you know, almost have scheduled worry time in a way that might sound a little bit squeaky and a bit sort of artificial, but it's so, so effective. And just to, you know, winding down. Um, so you you may, might write a list of things to do tomorrow. You might write something that you're worried about, something you're pleased about, just sort of getting thoughts out of your mind in whatever format works for you. Um, and just having this lovely routine that you you explained that you know that you do with your daughter really is is, is just to signal to your body that this is time to close close the shop and get ready prepare yourself for sleep so um you know that that will maximize the quality of your sleep and you know really help to prevent your mind from racing overnight. So um, it, it's something that is is fundamental to, to good quality sleep. I love that. That's a good few tips for us um, because it can be hard to wind down once you get home. And if you do have a family or for the younger sort of pharmacy students or young pharmacists who are studying because a lot of people um, will finish their pharmacy degree and then do a postgraduate diploma that you have to come home and continue studying and be glued to a screen because everything is now online that um then going straight to bed you're you're quite wired from from looking at your screen as well so it's really valuable um we've been trying to get uh morning sun uh we're fortunate enough to live in a house with a garden so in the mornings now that it's very sunny every day which we've been very happy about um we've been going outdoors and just having coffee in the garden uh the three of us and just getting that fresh air and getting that light and we thankfully walk to school so we have the opportunity for 15 minutes of walking um to get our um our light exposure and i mean i've got this luxury now i'm on maternity leave because uh <laughs> you know i've just started that um but it's difficult to do that on my regular routine because i travel on the train um so it's it's all about kind of understanding what you need to do and how to make it happen within your routine and taking the time to actually think about what's going to work for you, for yourself and, and obviously your family members as well. Um, thank you very much for your time today. I know it was um, outside your comfort zone a little bit to come onto a <laughs> podcast and do something different, but you've done amazing. Um, it's, it's really nice to have made that connection with you. Um, oh, let me ask you, um, the sleep retreat, have you got one planned yes. for 2022 or 2023? Um, I am finding a new venue at the moment. We've slightly outgrown our last venue, which okay. I'm pleased to say. So, um, yeah, so I haven't got a date, but there will be one in the pipeline, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's something that, um, as I say, I really, really enjoy doing and got some lovely, lovely feedback. So, um, yeah, I, I, it will be on the you know on the in the pipeline and are you doing it in Herefordshire um it most likely in Herefordshire but I mean one of the things that I'm offering is also um sleep retreats for companies to you know to do their whole 
um, whole staff or anybody in their in their team that may have a sleep problem. So I'm happy to travel. So if anybody Perfect. knows of of you know a, a team that would value that, then um, please get in touch because that would be that would be fantastic. Okay. And what's um, where can people find you on social media and your website? Yeah, um, my company is called Why Sleep. Um, w Y Sleep. Um, and that is because I live on the River Wye um, at Herefordshire and also my sleep interest started with why why we sleep. So it seemed like a good name. So I'm um, that's my website is www.ysleep.co.uk and I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and Twitter all as why sleep so that's I'll, ma- I'll, I'll make sure to put all the links um Thank on you. the show notes for you Thank um you. so if anyone wants to get in touch then Great. um they know where to find you Perfect. um thanks again for your time today it was lovely to meet you um and um i look i look forward to keeping in touch really that would be great if you enjoyed this episode please share it with others you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Pharmacist Diaries UK and on Twitter at Farm Diaries UK. That is P-H-A-R-M Diaries UK. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you can be notified when a new episode is released. Finally, please visit Apple Podcasts and leave me a review as it will help the podcast reach more people. If you have any suggestions for guests you want me to talk to or if you'd like to come on yourself, please feel free to contact me via social media or email at info at pharmacistdiaries.com. 